This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. How many of us would be willing to live without the highs and lows and the joys and horrors of raising children, falling in love, or pursuing our dreams in order to never have to feel hurt, to never have to fail. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. The philosopher Anne Rand once said, that rationalization is a process of not perceiving reality, but of attempting to make reality fit one's emotions. So I always related to that statement as I have been notoriously apt at telling myself the rational lies that are rationalizations. When we experience cognitive dissonance, that's the discomfort inherently felt when your self-perception and your action or behavior are glaring and jarringly different. We make up excuses and stories to numb that discomfort because most of us, let's face it, are more afraid of pain and discomfort than we are interested in self-honesty and personal growth. You know, in 12-step meetings, a very familiar sentence is said at the start of every meeting. It goes like this. This program works for everyone except those who are fundamentally incapable of self-honesty. But there's another psychological predisposition that can lead us into making excuses for ourselves. It's a lot more subtle, and unless you become highly conscious of it, it can lead us down the road where any form of self-honesty and personal responsibility can get stuck in the mud of your mind. Consider this old Yiddish proverb. The girl who can't dance says the band can't play. Now, hold that idea for a moment and listen to this old fable. One afternoon, a fox was walking through the forest and spotted a bunch of grapes hanging from a lofty branch. Just the thing to quench my thirst, he thought. Taking a couple steps back, the fox jumped and just missed the hanging grapes. The fox tried again, but still failed to reach them. Finally, giving up, the fox turned up his nose and said, they're probably sour anyway. And he walked away. (laughs) William Faulkner, in his wonderful Light in August, wrote that ingenuity was apparently given man in order that he might supply himself in crises with shapes and sounds with which to guard himself from truth. So it's not just me that has a hard time sitting with discomfort. I have a sister who has such dental paranoia, she'll have full anesthesia for a routine filling. Jerry Seinfeld actually once said that most people are so terrified of public speaking they'd rather be in the coffin than the person giving the eulogy. And... While as humans, we are naturally pain-averse, when can pain be useful and why must we learn to endure a bit of it? In the Torah, we learn about a man called Korach. He was the first cousin of Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, and he staged a rebellion 
in the desert against Moses' leadership and brought with him hundreds of supporters. What was his claim? Well, he said that all of the nation of Israel are holy. Why should you elevate yourself above the rest of us? And he proceeded to bring many rhetorical questions and ideas that were meant to undermine Moses' power and leadership. Well, it got ugly quickly. And the story tells us that the earth opened up and swallowed Korah and his congregation whole. Their wealth, their belongings, their everything. They were literally removed from the world. So in Perkei Avot, the wisdom of our sages, we read that Rabbi Eliezer HaKapar used to say, Jealousy, lust, and ambition remove man from the world. See, Korach, he had jealousy, ambition, and lusts. He desperately wanted to have the most major role that God had granted to Moses and Aaron. The problem was he couldn't own it. He could not say to himself, man, am I hurt and disappointed. I really feel like I deserve that position. I feel totally ripped off and it hurts like nobody's business. See, if he'd been able to own those feelings, he would have had some discomfort, certainly, but he wouldn't have lost his mind. He would have quickly remembered that the leadership of the nation of Israel was chosen by God, and he would have been able to say to himself, ah, this is what is meant to be, no matter how painful it is. Now, who am I going to be in the face of this? Because that's where my true greatness lies. But his inability, his refusal to sit with that dissonance led him to do that dangerous thing. He devalued and disavowed the thing he wanted rather than his own jealousy. It was a strategy, a psychological hack. You know, in another story in the Torah, we read about Jacob and his brother Esau. And in this famous story, Esau, who's the older son, comes home from a day of hunting and pillaging. He's exhausted, he's hungry, and he sees his holy and bookish brother, this younger Jacob, making a lentil stew. So he says to his brother, give me some of that. Pour that red stuff down my throat. And Jacob replies to him, then sell me your birthright. You see, as the older child, the spiritual birthright belongs to the older son. And Esau had no interest in a spiritual birthright anyway. So he replied that he would, and then Jacob gave him to eat. We then read that Esau got up and left, and then it says, and Esau mocked the birthright. Now, perhaps if he'd slowed down and thought, oh no, what have I done just to fill my stomach? History might have looked very different. But once he lost it, he started to mock it, just like that fox. Those grapes were probably sour. And this isn't just biblical behavior. In high school, I desperately wanted long, straight hair parted in the middle, like Cher or Christy Brinkley. And no matter how many times I ironed my hair or wrapped it in empty frozen orange juice containers or taped it around my face and slept sitting up, I could never achieve those flowing locks. And so, allergic to the FOMO and desperate not to appear like I was incapable of achieving that kind of hair, I got a perm. Yes, a perm. Now, my hair was like Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. Do you remember Gilda Radner's Saturday Night Live character with the wild frizz? I used to pick it with an Afro pick. I got a perm because I preferred that no one knew that I had failed in my attempt to straighten my hair and so created attraction not just for myself, 
but for all my friends. I was once watching an episode of House, not that long ago. There was this girl who had some disease where she felt no pain whatsoever. She was simply born without those receptors, and as such, there were no safeguards to her health and well-being. And it got me thinking about that old cliché, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than e'er to have loved it all." How many of us would be willing to live without the highs and lows and the joys and horrors of raising children, falling in love, or pursuing our dreams in order to never have to feel hurt, to never have to fail? Pain, stress, discomfort, and loss are part of the human condition, but they're also instructive. They can be protective as well. We live in a time of deep aversion to any form of discomfort. We have more creature comforts today than even the richest of kings in history, and yet we are most chronically unhappy and dissatisfied. It's vital that we value resilience as much as we do comfort, perhaps even more. The Torah reminds us that the righteous person falls seven times and gets up. The righteousness is found in both the fall and in the rising up. And the pleasure of living in a state of self-honesty is a blessing to both we and those around us. This week, can you examine what areas of your life you've mocked or devalued or rationalized away to avoid any form of stress or discomfort? Can you take the first step of declaring to God, to yourself, and eventually to another human being what you truly feel? Can you choose one small but valued step towards radical self-honesty and sit with your truth long enough to pass through the discomfort? Because selling your birthright, having the ground swallow you up, or getting a perm on your already super curly hair is not the answer to our problem. If the girl who can't dance says the band can't play, well, let's not be that girl. Dance like nobody's watching because the band is tremendous. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.